you know, as, as somebody who did a lot of grassroots organizing and you know, political science related stuff, um, you know, it really gives an opportunity and you speak to 50, 40 or 50 people at an event like this about mental health, about clean energy, about our town fleet, um, about the solar farm and how it, it mm-hmm. supplies almost all of our electricity in town. Right. You know, and about, um, you know, special education in the case of the superintendent, a few other issues. Steve Sherlock here for Franklin Matters, Franklin Public Radio, anywhere on the Internet at WFPR.FM and in the local Franklin Mass area dial on the FM band at 102.9. Here again for another session with our town administrator, Jamie Helen. Jamie, happy Friday. Hey, Steve, how are you? I'm doing well. It's been a busy week, and we're going to get into some of that busyness on your side as part of this, but I'm always appreciative that you take the time. You're recording the bags under my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Superintendent has them, too. We may be recording, but they're not seeing that visually. They can just imagine what it looks like. (laughs) It's an exciting time, but as you know, a busy one and requires the superintendent and myself to be out quite a bit at night. Yes. yes. So I'm looking forward to this weekend and hopefully be able to sleep in one day. (laughs) Indeed. And for those who are listening, this is our regular Talk Franklin session. So we're just going to dive right in because as we were talking, you you did have some busy nights this week. And I know Sarah did as well because I talked with her Tuesday, saw her at the school committee meeting Tuesday night. But then you and she did a tag team effort uh, with some members of the community at the Newcomers Club on Wednesday, I believe. Let's just give the quick shout out to Rebecca Miller, um, who organizes the Franklin Newcomers. Um, uh, she's a great organizer and, and does a great job with them. Uh, I think this started maybe seven years ago. Something like um, that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe when I, I think the first year I started, they did this. I was maybe there for three or four months. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff uh, Nutting had come to me and said, you know, what do you think about this? Does this, this is ring true? And I said, you know what? I mean, why don't we go up there? So Jeff Absolutely. and I went up the first year. Um, and we, uh, Jeff was really excited because it's good outreach, but he was also excited because it's free food. Mm. Uh, and the newcomers put out a great spread. They do uh, plug all I the know time. You've been there, Steve. They've, yes. they've got flatbreads and apps and snacks and mm-hmm. soft drinks and a whole variety of things for folks to munch on. And, um, you know, it, it really did get a decent crowd at first. Um, and then, um, and then after Jeff left, I went one year, I think maybe by myself. Uh, and then, um, and then I, I said this, the superintendent at one point, I said, why don't you come up there? This is a great audience. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of fun. It's a great opportunity to tell your story. And right. um, so she reminded me the other night, this was her second year doing it, meaning two years, obviously canceled during the pandemic. Correct. And, or maybe it was only one year, but anyways, um, no, both, both, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because the last um, so, time I was there was actually, and it was a night we had talked about before, because you were with Brutus and company in the studio recording the stormwater piece that oh, yeah, Wednesday, that's March right. 11th. Yeah. I left that session early because the newcomers were starting at 730 and I, I was up there to do my talk and share. And then all of a sudden COVID hit and everything shut down. So <laughs> it was, um, that's right. So it was two years ago. Um and uh, it was a great crowd this week. I would say oh, probably good. like good 40 plus people. Excellent. Um, I don't think there was a, a table seat vacant. Um, 
And uh, it went really well. I think everybody, we were there for about an hour and a half. Um, and it, it seemed to be a lot of, I, I asked, I told them, the folks there, you know, um, you know, really, they need to ask the questions they ask us at the newcomers. Yeah. They need to ask those questions at public meeting. Yeah. I mean, they really are extremely good questions that they yeah. ask. Um, and uh, I'm not sure what it is, but it's a very friendly event. Um, everybody really works well together and they all talk well together. And uh, it's really a lot of fun. I think it gives us an opportunity to maybe dig a little deeper uh, into a couple of the issues in town or in the schools. Um, you know, for example, this year, uh, one gentleman asked us about mental health yeah. uh, and what we're doing with that issue. Mm -hmm. Another yeah. person there was asking about green energy yep. um, and all that stuff. So yeah. it was, uh, it was really well done. Yeah. And I think, the, that forum, as well as when I do my monthly Franklin Matters Q&A with the Senior Center um, and look for other opportunities similar to that, I think because of the stage, if you will, mm -hmm. and we were talking about this, it's been part of our ongoing conversation relatively, and communications and engagement and that civil conversation, it depends upon how you set the stage. And clearly in a public meeting, so doing business as town council, school committee, FinCom, whatever, there's a particular format and there's only certain leeways that you've got within that. Whereas in these other forums, now the stage is set. We're here, we're Franklin, we're, we're neighbors amongst each other. Let's have a conversation. And it works. It really does work. And it really doesn't work better than at the newcomers. Um, it's a great format. It's very simple. Mm -hmm. um, and um you know, as, as somebody who did a lot of grassroots organizing and you know, political science related stuff, um, you know, it really gives an opportunity and you speak to 50, 40 or 50 people at an event like this about mental health, about clean energy, about our town fleet, um, about the solar farm and how it, it mm -hmm. supplies almost all of our electricity in town. Right. You know, and about, um, you know, special education in the case of the superintendent, a few other issues. Sure. You know, I think that is 40 or 50 people. And then they're talking to their, their circles, other friends. Yep. And it just kind of breeds out. And I think it, it, it really does then mean that there's no um, there's no interference between the professionals and uh, the community members to understand what the facts are about what's going on. Right. And in that what's format, not bad than doing that over some free flatbreads. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's where you we get like we do here so that when people listen to us and we appreciate that listening. Um, and if you do like it, absolutely tell your friends and neighbors so that they can join and listen to this as well. Totally. It, it becomes that critical conversation. We do more than the sound bites. And yeah, yeah one of the, we can segue into because there was another discussion Thursday night. And unfortunately, I missed it due to my calendar schedule. But social media is good but it has some bad points as well. And the discussion Thursday night was around social media's kind of bad impacts on our youth in particular, but we're all affected by it. If we didn't have iPhones and social media, you know, I, I doubt there might've been justice for George Floyd. Mm. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's a very extreme example. You know, I think it's, I think it's just simply like everything else that's an invention. Mm-hmm that has unforeseen consequences. Absolutely. And we work on to try to um, mitigate those. And the mitigation of those influences, of the, excuse me, of those unforeseen circumstances, mm -hmm. always butts head with capitalism. Yeah. And this is a time-honored tradition and formula that goes on from everything from the automobile 
VCR to DVDs to eight tracks mm-hmm. to streaming, um, you know, to nuclear. <laughs> just go, oh, yeah, nuclear. yeah, you name it, right? Climate. I mean, there's climate. I mean, I'm sure that Henry T. Ford wasn't sitting around thinking, geez, you know, is this thing going to destroy the atmosphere? No, it was about no. convenience, advancement, economics, jobs, intellectual property, uh, innovation. It's really about the constitution of freedom mm-hmm. and a whole variety of other things. Yeah. And I think social media is just in that same invention boat. I think we're already seeing the turning against Facebook to some degree. Um, you being included, Steve. Absolutely. Um, and, um, <laughs> and I'm the proud card carrying holder of literally never signing my Gmail account up uh, at Facebook. Um, right. I wish I could say I had this foresight, but it was not, it just right. didn't really want to do it. Yeah. Uh, but the forum was really great. Uh, Jeff Roy and uh, Georgia Wells did a wonderful job. Um, I think uh, shedding some of her research. I just think that Miss Wells came off as such a practical, uh, realistic, authentic experience of social media. And, mm. um, and Jeff did a great job uh, splitting the forum. I, I I would be remiss in our tight timeline if I didn't give a quick shout out to Lucas and Lily, who really organized the whole thing. Right. Uh, the superintendent and I actually really had nothing to do with it. Um, and uh, we really allowed them in the substance abuse task force to take control of that. Uh, the lieutenant governor was there. Mm-hmm. Um, the substance abuse task force was there. Um, you know, most multiple of the town, voices, multiple school voices. committee members, counselors, yep. Yep. you know, uh, a variety students. of other stakeholders. There students, were I think, students were on there. the panel as well, right? Uh, there were some students on the panel, um, mm-hmm. which was actually probably one of the most intriguing things to me. Yeah. Was to hear her talk about uh, her popularity on Instagram at her age. Um, and, um, you know, I think it's just like everything else we go through. Mm-hmm. We're just in that tug and tug of war bit on where all this is. Um, mm-hmm. And meanwhile, you know, I mean, while Supreme Court hearings have always been political statements to some degree, it's been the time right. tradition. I think you see how even those with mm-hmm. all of the recent Supreme Court justices come down to the power of social media and the Internet, where yeah. really a lot of this is a lot of grandstanding towards political bases, whether you're whether you're on one side of the aisle or the other, really, it, it just works both ways, at least the recent. And I think that's 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 a tool that individuals are using for promotions and it you know i understand it i mean that's the way the system works yeah and that's where the realization is to your point it is a tool be aware of what you're seeing and then thereby how to use it and if you don't have that awareness then yeah we don't have any well (laughs) what was fascinating too about about georgia wells was she basically admitted in kind of a a joking way that she's a social media addict. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously she's getting paid from a reputable journalistic institution right. to cover this and her, and she's clearly going to be uh, a, an expert on these issues uh, for many, many years to come. And she's, yeah. she's from Massachusetts too, but um, you know, she was admitting she's, she's in that debate of the part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I would have heard to do that because it takes, it takes, I know guts that's, to admit that you're addicted to something because that stigma yeah. is still there yeah but i know it was, I, it was very fun it yeah. was a really great forum and, and lily and lucas did a great job and uh, you know folks should go back and look at that audio and that video. yeah I know once it's available i'll be sharing both the links we'll prepare an audio piece the video will be available we'll be sharing those links as they're ready 
Um, and I know time-wise, we we need to switch a little bit. And one of your addictions on my addictions to a certain extent is covering the budget season because it's so important to what happens in the town. And there's a bunch going on in the budget world at this point. At least I get paid to be addicted. To it. Uh, <laughs> I get compensated to be addicted to it. But as people know me, um, you know, I'm in here for months um, with my spreadsheets set up um, on all sorts of models. Um, so we had a great joint budget subcommittee meeting. I got a lot of positive feedback from the members. Oh, good. Oh, good. Uh, that I was, was pleased very, with the way it went. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was very educational. Thank you for your assist, Steve, and helping them crunch the math, but, um, you know, it was very educational, informative. And I think at a bare minimum, if anybody out there listening wants to understand the 45 minute tutorial on the $138 million uh, budget of the mm-hmm. town of Franklin, right. that's it. You that's know, it. you see the assumptions yeah. on the revenues and you see the assumptions on the expenditures and you realize, and most people come away. And I think that the members of those committees, particularly the new ones, I think also got there and said, wow, I kind of understand. I, I, I understand where he's coming from. Me, meaning the town administrator, sure. as well as the superintendent. Yeah you know, they're informing us of what the challenges are coming up and what some of the cost drivers are. And it's really not at that level. I even surprised myself a little bit. Uh, Even at that level, I I thought that in less than an hour, you know, the superintendent and I could go through that in, in, in a day and an age where people don't have a lot of time to research Mm -hmm. or read this thing. Right. You know, there's a great example of each year, there's one meeting to tune into on the budget. This would be the one. Right. Yeah. And that's where, and it, it certainly is not about me. Um, I think people are aware of that by now. If they're not, well, you can listen and find out, but to, I wanted to help as I was following along with the numbers, you know, did, did I capture the numbers in the, and on my napkin the right way? So providing that summary at the end. So yeah, we've got a problem. And now at least we have the stage for the right discussions on the real numbers and some of the numbers still need to get filled out. Um, But everybody should be aware at that point, at this point, as to what they are and where they're going to come from, et cetera. And we still have an issue that requires discussion to to fix. And that's fine. But at least I wanted to make sure we all agreed (laughs) before I went off kind of half cocked and said, well, this is what I think the number is going to be. And I didn't have the opportunity to check it. No, that I. I have to validate that number. And thank you for You're validating. You're pretty close. You're pretty close. I yeah, think in round ballpark numbers. You know. Yeah. You're pretty close. In the ballpark. Um, you know, one thing I will give a bit of uh, good news to real quick before we move on. You know, we're going to talk more about give a plug for finance committee meetings, speaking of the budget. But mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, you know, as we get out here and we and we move on, I was just in New York City last weekend and and they just repealed all the regs and, um, you know, they're struggling still. It's tough. Mm-hmm. When you look around, it's, it, there's a lot of garbage and the streets right. are pretty bare and yeah. some other things. But but ultimately, I think you see spring coming and you see a full slate of concerts at Gillette, full slate of concerts at Great Woods. Mm-hmm. You see uh, the hockey tournaments are being booked again up in Marlboro. Dean College is taking its regs away to next session. For the mm-hmm. summer, and I think what that hopefully will do, and you'll see this in the budget, just as a teaser, Steve. Sure. Uh, to your point, is that you know revenues as we get to the end of March and going into April of this year, and over the summer, uh, you know, hopefully will be very stable, if not outperform 
uh, we're still going to use our various moderate to conservative methodology mm-hmm. uh, revenues. But still, I think from a from a local receipt standpoint, you know, I think that's based on purchasing. Really, it's really about it's really about it. local receipts is the revenue source that's much more about consumer behavior more than anything right. else. Yeah, and. And what we see is, is that things are moving in the right direction for the budget. So um, it's, yep. I, I'm hopeful to have a, a productive budget here. I think it will be, which is really also a quick plug, May 9th through the 12th. If you're not looking for the Cliff Notes versions, if you go to the Joint Budget Subcommittee here in the future, you're going to get mm-hmm. the high level, yep. but you come away with a good knowledge of the budget. If you really want to get into the line item stuff. Into right, the Steve? minute. <laughs> If you really, really want to learn about exactly how much water is used at the high school fields or how much gas is used at Horace Mann and or the cost exactly what the cost of various uh, mm-hmm. legal ads costs or all sent, you yeah. know, postage yeah. and all these other things. Uh, I know those are that's I'm using those examples for a reason because uh, that's the minutiae. Yeah, that's the minutiae. And those, those are some of the drivers so that, OK, mm-hmm. what what? affects the budget well it's it clearly it's what over 80 percent is salaries and benefits just a little under yep oh yeah absolutely yep. right salaries and benefits. but yep. it, then in the dpw in the facilities you know it's it's the gas obviously is everybody's catching that today but it's also all these other things and that's where you get to find out well, what is it in the board of health what is it in the tax assessor's office what is it those are where the town clerk mailings you know public notice also too that's when people get an idea and they say geez really there's not a lot of fat i understand look at this is license subscription for this software and mm-hmm. the financial modules and what about the online permitting system right and what does it cost to pay election workers and you know what is it that we're required to pay for a half-time public health nurse oh that's the law we have to have one oh mm-hmm. okay Oh, we have to have an animal control officer. Here's the regional agreement we have with Bellingham. Right. And and when you keep, and I just say this quickly, but when you really dig into all those, you know, I think sometimes why people don't attend finance committee meetings is because if they watch them or listen to them or at home, and I think the finance committee members say this themselves, there's not really a lot of extra fat to choose. It's mainly personnel and benefits. And we also, they see things like, wow, the streetlights cost has gone down by three quarters mm-hmm. over the last two years. Why is that? Oh, they're all yeah. LED, paid off the solar farm. Wow. Sure. And they think, I, I think that that helps people support our budgets a lot. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I know the, um, you know, so for the folks at home, you know, we've, my budget will come out on April 20th. Um, and then the uh, school committee is voting on its final budget on April 12th. And then uh, my budget will come out on April 20th. There'll be a legal notification out there. The finance committee meetings will be on May 9th and the 12th. Um, and then the town council hearings will be on uh, May 25th and 26th, just before Memorial Day. Everybody can go to www.franklinma.gov town calendar. And all of the postings are right there for the mm-hmm. details, the agendas. And uh, we'll certainly be sending out. I know you'll uh, amplify we'll, it too. We'll, we'll spread that word. We'll be putting Absolutely. out all the budget documents uh, on April 20th. Yeah. And then before that, we certainly want to put in the plug to remind folks that if they have not yet, please fill in the survey for the Franklin for All. We need that yep. feedback. We do. I made a quick plug at it the other night. Uh, some have commented to me, Steve, that it's a little boring. 
Um, and, and I emphasized to the newcomers the other night when a couple of people told me it was a little tough to read and it was boring. I said, could you imagine being a town planner and writing zoning? Mm-hmm. It is extraordinarily dry. Right. It is filled with a lot of legal verbiage. Um, but at the end of the day, the survey helps drive the experts to do the right zoning to eventually get the outcomes that people want yeah. in downtown, uh, which most people tell me, Steve, they want more food. <laughs> food is a big drawer. And oh, by the way, that's one of the things that we can plug, because as we've talked here before, any of the restaurants can also get an alcohol license, which should help their profitability and help the good times within reason. Of course, don't overdo it. But Quick plug, there'll be a new one of those on the town council agenda on April 6th. Yep. And so uh, to that point, we are a very business friendly community. Yes. Uh, we'll see that on April 6th. Yes. Also, I should note the legislative delegation will also be there on April 6th. And um, for folks that want to see about the state affairs, uh, they should also check into that. Meeting. Yeah. And I think that'll be good because there are your meetings the 6th. And I believe the week after the uh, legislative forum just got settled, I believe on the 14th. So they'll yes, have April another 14th. chance. Yep. They'll have another chance from a more school and education perspective um, to get to talk with our legislative folks, as well as school committee and other community members as well um, mm-hmm. at that time. So indeed, there is a lot going on. Um, pay attention to Franklin. Uh, ma.gov. That's where the source is. That is my source of a lot of good stuff. Of course, talking to Jamie and Sarah and others in the town, I appreciate that as well, because this we have to go to the right people to get the news to spread. Um, thank you for taking time today, Jamie. I hope the listeners have uh, appreciated your time and effort and have a great weekend. And we'll do this Talk Franklin again in another couple of weeks. Thanks a lot, Steve. Appreciate it. And just a quick reminder, we do this because Franklin matters. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tin Type Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.